Hey gang, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of today's Survival Show, where it's my goal to help you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. This is episode number 257, and you know, I didn't think I was going to get a chance to put this out, but with the help of a lot of people and a lot of good, dedicated listeners that also contribute to the show. Isn't that cool? I mean, that's just, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really proud of these people. They decided to get together and help me out and record another podcast. Now, this is one that was done almost a month ago, and I saved it until now because I wanted to create some space between the show that I did on prepping for a major illness and this one, because these two guys go into some things that I didn't go into, but they're right on the money. I mean, it's it's perfect what they talk about. Uh, it's all, it's you know it's nearly 95% of what I'm going through and what you hopefully don't have to go through but you might and and you know prepping for getting sick is not something that a lot of people talk about it's not one of those sexy ideas when it comes to prepping that people like to talk about and as you know I don't go tinfoil hat on you in, in this show I like to keep things rooted in common sense Joe and Mark do that they keep things rooted in common sense but they talk about what might happen to you after you have a major illness hit you. And the chances of you getting sick is probably far greater than using a lot of other preps that you have. I found that out the hard way. I'll tell you what, uh, the real hard way. Thankfully, thankfully, I've talked about this many times, from a financial standpoint, I'm doing fairly well because my wife and I built a pretty substantial emergency fund. We started with the Dave Ramsey program back in 2006. You've heard me talk about that many times. I love Dave Ramsey. You got to get your financial house in order. Everything else comes after that, but you got to get your financial house in order. Fortunately, we did that. So, money, I'm not going to say that we're swimming in money. No. I mean, this is very, very expensive, and it's costing us a lot of money in a lot of ways. But we have the majority of the money there, which some people don't. And it's kind of funny because people talk about major illnesses bankrupting, bankrupting them and their family. Okay, isn't that the truth? It's probably the leading cause or one of the leading causes of bankruptcy in the United States, maybe even worldwide today, and that is getting sick, getting sick and incurring a major illness. Not something that I would wish upon anybody. But I'll go ahead and get this interview going here. Mexican Joe and Mark the Newf. He's he's from Canada by the way. Mark is um and but, but they do a good job. It's nothing wrong with, by the way, nothing wrong with Canadians. <laughs> a lot of Canadians listen to this show. They do a good job of talking about what might happen to you after you come down with a major illness, God forbid. So here we go, Mark and Joe. Okay, Mexican Joe here, uh, back uh, to try and help Bob out with another uh, podcast. Um, of course, we all know that uh, Bob is dealing with his illness and, and, and trying to be there for his family and and work all this stuff out there. So we're trying to pitch in and uh, help him out. Um, the last podcast that we actually went up, we're recording this on December 28th. The last podcast that went up was episode 253, and that went out on December 15th. This is going to actually be very similar to that one, and that was prepping for a major illness. Now, I think this one is going to be more on the far side of that illness. And... Uh, Online tonight, um, we've got Mark the Noob. How you doing tonight, Mark? I'm all right there, Chief. We're uh, just enjoying the, uh, the not-so-Texas weather here. Yeah, it's a little chilly. Oh, it's comfortable for Canadians. Yeah. Now, now this is this is unusual for you because you've been our, our, our ammo and reloading expert and been helping us out with that. So this is something that until we had some conversations, I was unaware of that you had some background in this. And prepping yeah, for major illness. Yeah, this is the type of thing uh, that you're sitting around, life is going well, and then a procedure to, you know, proceeds to bite you right where you, and uh, it kind of falls in line with, uh, and actually how unprepared you may actually be. It's a good idea to, to do something like this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's basically, I think, it's a good idea for people to, to like I said, being tactical is all fine and good, but uh, sooner or later, something's going to come along and it's going to catch you with your bridges down. And my gut feeling is that for the majority of us, it's not going to be the golden horde riding up on uh, uh, you know, Mad Max style. It's going to be 
an illness of some kind, and that may be uh, something as, as minor as you know, drinking uh, some bad water and, and you know, going to put your guts out for a couple of days. Or it could be something uh, super nasty, uh, kind of like along the lines that I had. Uh, I was in my mid-30s, and uh, I got a real big surprise with a, a cancer diagnosis. So I, I think this is an important thing to discuss. Um, everybody talks about it from uh, the side of either I'm a doctor, here's the physical you know, identifiers of it, or from the kind of woe is me side of uh, the patient where you know, you're on your last breath. And, and, and I think what we need to do is just kind of talk a little bit more general uh, about how to get through this, how to approach it, and how to get through it, really, which is really what you're preparing for. Right, right, and I mean, and this, this was this when this came up with you. I, I, I was kind of surprised. I was unaware that you had you had had this this experience before. Bob's going through it now, and we're all trying to support Bob. And I guess you know, from the outside, people looking from the outside, we're trying to you know feel his pain and see what he's going through and trying to support as much as possible. And then on the flip side, we've got Fighter Doc, who's there going through the the medical side of it. Okay, so so you've you've already been through this. So I mean, I'm sitting here looking at some of the stuff that you that you that you sent me that we kind of discussed a little bit. And uh, okay, so you, so so you had stage three cancer, almost stage four. Explain the difference between stage three and stage four. Well, it's, it was it was the stage I was at. It hadn't spread yet, uh, but it was getting ready to. Uh, the doctors basically said within. You know, uh, a few weeks to a month, uh, it probably would have been too late. I mean, I had uh, parts of me that, that were basically in, engorged uh, with with cancer cells, and I eventually went in and uh, had to have surgery for it. I had, in fact, I had like four surgeries. And uh, so really, I, I, you know, it was one of these things where, you know, I was a badass. I was in my... In my mid-30s, I was an engineer. I was working with ships and steel and, you know, rawr and all, all this good stuff. And I just felt a little off. And uh, then all of a sudden, I was really off. And then I was having to sleep all the time. I was physically ill. I didn't eat. You know, I went from, you know, about 240 pounds down to about 210, 215 pounds, which is, you know, high school weight. Uh, and it, it just wasn't right. So eventually I went in and I got got this diagnosis, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a hell of a fight, and I think uh, somebody somebody once said that, gosh, you, you're lucky you got that type of cancer that early, and I thought, what a twit. Like, why would anybody say that, you know? There's nothing good about it. Right. Uh, it's, it's and, and, and to be honest, it was a doctor, and uh, from there on in, well, let's just say, Myself and doctors are a little bit abrasive towards each other. Right. But uh, basically, uh, I managed to catch it in the nick of time. Uh, literally dodged that bullet. And uh, But, I mean, it took me years. It took me years and years. I mean, I was a better part of five years of my life uh, down the tubes just kind of getting back to a semi-normal state. And mm -hmm. I can get into, you know, the effects of before and after of, of this sort of uh, illness, because I would think that any major illness, be it you know uh, circulatory cancer, whatever, any any kind of system failure, you would go through similar stuff in general. So uh, anyway, like you say, I'm 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 on the other side of this big affair. So uh, perhaps this can help some people. Perhaps it can help Bob to know that uh, yeah, it sucks, but you know. There's, there's a way through it, right? And something else that you know that you that you mentioned, you know, in some of the stuff that we've been talking about and discussing, is that you're on the far side of it, but it's always in your system. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the knife hanging over your head. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's kind of like the guys that have a heart attack. You know, apparently you have a you know a significantly higher chance of having another one or a stroke. Right. So it's that sort of thing too. That just because you're through it best be paying a bit more attention. Right. Okay. Um, 
Now, in, in some of the stuff that we discussed earlier, um, you said rather than viewing it through your, through your road-colored glasses, I mean, you had, you were talking about humor, you know, friends, family, you know, mental strength, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, uh, I, I remember I have, had a line in there, I said, you know, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Right. I think it's, I think it's baloney. Um, it may make you mentally stronger, uh, but of course, that is where your family, friends, uh, colleagues, and things like that come into play, even your pets, you know? I mean, it's, 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 it's that sort of empathy that, that you, you kind of get from everybody else. And, you know, it's kind of depressing, but you kind of have to get through it. And, and you know, <sighs> it's difficult for me to explain it because you kind of have to go through it. It's kind of like you're trying to tell somebody what cinnamon tastes like. Well, it tastes like cinnamon. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know? The, the, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, in my case... I kind of came face to face with a little bit of mortality and things like that, and I'm okay with it now. You know, I'm, I, I think I'm a stronger person for it. Uh, now, mentally stronger. Right. Physically, hell no. You know, I'm, 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 I feel like I've aged about 15 or 20 years. Uh, my, my constitution and, and focus and all that is just kind of screwed up. I can't really define it. In the way. It used to be, you know, how you would, in high school or in college, you could drink and party four or five days in a row and, you know, go write exams and stuff like that. Well, I can't do that anymore. And it's not because I'm 40. Right. I was doing that up until, you know, this happened. Right. See, because, like, my dad, uh, he had, uh, he had, he got diagnosed with kidney cancer here uh, a little over a year ago. And, uh, he went in and they removed one of his kidneys and I guess and I guess most of the track down to the collector area and it, it was it was there were funny parts of it because he was he's usually very passive but when he was in the hospital they removed the kidney he was in bed for a couple of days and I guess he was in a lot of pain at one point and he said I want my pain drugs and the nurse was like well you got to get up and walk down the hallway down to the end of the hallway and come back and then she had to chase him because he was mad because he'd been asking him for his pain meds and hitting the call button. Well, he come back and they go, okay, we got to get you back in bed. And before she could turn around, he was back in bed. You know, so, <coughs> excuse me. So, and then he came home and I guess it was for a week or two, he was in bed a lot. He was getting a lot of sleep. And then once the pain meds ran out, he was pretty much recovered then he started getting coming back but like you're saying he never fully came back um he used to get out and he would get out and he would he would water the chickens and he would do this and he would do that and he would he were on 10 acres so he would walk the property you know just with the with his dog and go down and get the mail and this and that and now not so much he you know he doesn't do as, as much anymore but again he now he's 74 and, and so he went he went through this after he was 70 yeah so yeah i mean you don't you don't come back all the way. And, and we all have to realize, Joe, that at some point in time, I don't care how much of a badass you think you are, you are going to get sick. And, you know, it, it could be, you know, a flu that gives you 103 fever for three or four days and basically it turns you into a sweating turnip and you can't even, you know, it, it, it's, it, the last thing you want to do is even get up out of bed and use the bathroom. But, right. you, know, you have to do that. Or it could be, you know, something as, as, you know, kind of what Bob is going through where it's incredibly invasive and drawn out. But you're going to get sick. So get ready, you know. And, and, and I'm, again, I know it sounds a little bit depressing, but it's kind of like when you, you know, you, you make a will and you plan for what's coming in, you know, 30, 40, 50 years uh, when you're 20 years old or whatever. you got to do it. You got to get ready for it, and and that's part of where the mental toughness kicks in as well. Yeah, you just gotta deal with it, right? Yeah, well, and see, and for like me, you know, with my military background, I never thought I'd make it to be twenty-seven because you know you don't throw perfectly good people out of aircraft and expect them to do this for a long time. And now I'm almost fifty, and at times my knees are killing me. 
Absolutely. And that's from impact landings and, and all kinds of stuff. And you just, you, you know, we do degrade, and I think that's hard for some of us to understand is that we do degrade, but the mental toughness that we get out of it is, you know, I guess one of the first things that I found just with, you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be an illness, it could be an injury, is it's, it's almost degrading to a point because I've, we, we've been able to do all of this stuff. We were the young bucks, and we could handle all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you get knocked down quite a bit. It's like I can't, I can't hang with the young bucks anymore. Yeah, and and you know, kind of what what I noted before is in previous contacts is that you know all of this is coming back to bite us in the rear as we age. It's you know stuff you did as a, as as a, as a pup, you know. It's going to come back and haunt you. I mean, you're going to have... I don't know about you, but I can tell about 8 to 12 hours prior to a cold front moving through because my knees and shoulders are just killing me. And and where I have my surgeries as well, you know? Right. And, and, you know, again, as you age, we're getting into that age group where stuff is starting to go wrong. You know, where, where our eyes are going, our ears are going. And you're also encountering the fact, like, you know, with your dad. Dad is in the seventies. My dad is eighty now. You know, they're to the point now where stuff is officially going to start shutting down because let's face it, the average age is you know eighty three or eighty four. Yeah. Right. And, and let's keep going with this. You know, you you're you're more exposed to of the stuff that's in your family. Right. Like uh, you know, some will be become diabetic, some will have heart issues, things like that. Now all of a sudden you're more self aware, like, oh crap. You know, my dad and my grandfather both had you know kidney disease. Huh. What are the chances of me having it? You never thought about that when you were twenty five. Well, yeah. yeah, because Yeah, because you're the young buck. It's you know yeah. you know, I with my military you know, when I was in the service I I thought that, you know, it would be some conflict or something would happen or just training because I've had friends die in training, um, you know, and then come back and I come back from eight years in the military and all of a sudden I find out I've got a thyroid problem because I was in Europe when Chernobyl went up. And then nobody really had thyroid problems until Chernobyl went up. And then they said, oh, hey, there's a side effect to radiation, you know, thyroid issues. I'm like, okay, thank you, appreciate that. And one of my kids has it. Yep. Who was there with us? So you know, it's just, yeah. You think that everything's fine, and now it's you know. To me, one of the harder things was one of them, like my knees, going out. You know, just jacking with me. But now it's just. I I guess when I started getting on the thyroid medicine, it started bugging me because now I'm the old man who has to take daily medicine, and I put it in the little pill box. So I make sure that I took it, that I took it, you know, I'm not, I, did I already take that? I don't remember. So I have to put it in my Tuesday and then my Wednesday slot and my Thursday slot. And it just, I don't know, it works on you mentally for a little while. And then after a while, it's like, whatever. And you just get past it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, again, you're getting older, you have to deal with it. But I mean, you know, the, the one, the one advantage of, uh, and I, and I, I'm using this term real loosely advantage of being sick about stuff is that you become the resident expert on that 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 issue that illness that problem that you have you know what you can do to to mitigate any problems preventative measures you can do it you know you will understand the limitations based on that disease or illness or part that's wearing out so and and, and it, it will help others being around other people that have had similar, maybe, you know, you will find somebody that's going through that same similar experience. You go, look, here are the blood tests you need to do. Here's a good doctor. Here's what I think happens. And if you have any questions and you don't want to talk to the doctor and you, you know, you'd rather talk to someone that's, you know, unobtrusive, like, uh, like instead of your wife or someone, you have a chat. Because right. right now you're the you know you're the resident expert on on, on on that particular type of kidney disease in your your group. So there right. you go. I mean, again, I'm calling it an advantage, but it's really not. It kind of well, sucks to be the expert at that stuff. Well, see, one of the one of the ones is like you're saying, you know, have a have a chat with a friend, you know. And what's really great about this, a lot of this is we're doing a lot of this over the internet. So you know, it's not like you can be embarrassed by it because half the people that we talk to in the forums and stuff. 
you know, that you can private message in Bob's forums, I've never physically met. Yeah. So, you know, you've got your anonymity there. So you're anonymous to these people, but yet you can, you know, derive some information and, and maybe, you know, some help out of it. Now, Super Dave's son is diabetic. And when we were, at one time when we were a group before we became a network, that became an issue for us because it was possibly a problem, you know, that we were all going to have to deal with. And then, and then all, we all started researching it from different angles. And then one day we all get together and find out, oh, you can do this, you can do that. If you're diabetic, you need to eat rosemary quite a bit because it helps sugar transfer or whatever. I mean, it was just all kinds of stuff. So the networking of it helps you understand it. Because where I may be looking at it from a naturalistic, you know, an herbal way of dealing with things, somebody else is going to look at it by how, how, how can you make insulin? How can you store insulin longer? You know, there's all these different realms to all these different problems that we have. But as a group and as a network, you have many different ways to deal with the same issue. It's all, it's all a matter of the view. And as much as it sucks that he's a diabetic, well, y'all are, you know, experts, well, localized experts on this now, so the advantage is that that's one less thing that can trip you up along the way. It's, it's, it's a known thing now. Right. As opposed to, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden when, when, you know, when, when things are, you know, at a standstill or shut down, then all of a sudden he says, Crap, I, I feel bad. I feel kind of nauseous, like I'm going to pass out, and nobody knows what the heck is going on except you guys. Right. 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 So it's 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 that sort of thing. Yeah, it sucks to have to be the expert on it, but it's good to know. Yeah. See, right now I'm. I mean, I'm in. I don't know. I think I'm in like book seven or eight of Glenn Tate's uh, 299 day 299 day series, and one of the ones that keeps coming up is maintenance medicines. Now, you're on maintenance medicines. I'm on maintenance. Just, and anybody our age is on maintenance medicine, I guess. And the, what I've come up with is kind of a way to, and I've mentioned this in other podcasts, is a way to pay cash for your medicine when you can, um, get generic, and most Walmarts and a bunch of the other stores will let you do 90-day you know, prescriptions. And start stocking that stuff up because, you know, supply and demand, um, on time, on time delivery can suck. And even if you're just down for financial reasons, you know, you, something happens and you get sick and you can't go to work for two or three weeks and it cuts your pay. Okay, how am I going to afford my medicine? Well, I bought it when I had the money. Yeah. You know, and you stockpile it and you date it and you, and you work it from that angle. So that's just maintenance medicines, where, irregardless of what it is, and, you know, you know, now that I'm an old fart, you know, I've got to have my maintenance medicines. Well, I've got a year supply of maintenance medicine. Yeah. So uh, it's just one more realm to think about. Yeah, and I, and I was really, you know, I was uh, relieved of my job there about seven or eight years ago, uh, and I had that old crap moment. And, right. And uh, uh, fortunately, you know, uh, I had, it was maybe two years or three years after my little cancer incident. And uh, I call it my little incident, you know. But anyway, cancer, I do not recommend it. I tell everybody that. It does me no good. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I had a little bit of foresight to start putting away a bit of cash and uh, not stocking up, but kind of having a little bit extra. Buffering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll so, see and, and and you reference it as your little as your little cancer incident. But yet your little cancer incident encompassed almost 5 years. Yeah. 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 So and then and, and and you know we our hearts are going out to Bob and his family because they're dealing with two with two illnesses with him and his wife different illnesses but you know, it's a matter of this. This this could be a long term thing that until you know it gets like you and things stabilize a little bit. And, and this brings brings us into another good point here. That uh, first of all, it's, it's the both of them. It's not just him or or his, his wife, but it's it's very very important that uh, you need to to realize how your illness is affecting those around you. You know, again, if you had a cold. 
wife's going to get pissy with you for, you know, not, not helping around the house and things like that. But, you know, that's a week it's done. Right. Extend all that out, okay? Um, just think about how, you know, when somebody is, is, is in a deep hole of an illness, trying to get through it, how that's affecting the, the, the caregivers and stuff. I mean, the illness and the treatments will, you know, makes you tired, but they're going to have to start doubling up on their duties and helping you. So it's going to affect them physically like that. And the whole thing, you know, it's not just about, you know, having to be woken up every four hours to take medicines or take temperatures or anything like that. It's like you say, you, you, you go on for weeks and weeks and weeks and months, you know, maybe even years of the same stuff in different piles. And it really does test you. So from, you know, I, I always felt, you know, even though I was feeling like a real, <laughs> a real sack of stuff, just kind of sitting there feeling sick a lot and recovering from surgeries and things like that, you know, I felt really bad uh, for my wife, you know, because she was, imagine if you saw your, your partner, you know, 240-odd-pound, big, hairy-ass man, you know, with 30 or 40 staples in them and a couple of tubes hanging out, you know, looking like death warmed over for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's, it's not a pleasant thing. Now, I wasn't afraid. I was, I was, you know, full of wisdom and I'm getting through it type thing. That was my attitude. Mm -hmm. But imagine how that plays on your partner. So yeah. And you really do have to have empathy for who is with you as well, not just yourself. Well, and now, now, um, I guess clarify or justify this point for me since you've been through it is guys take it from two different realms. They are either the tough guy and don't tell you they're in pain or that something's bothering them or emotionally they crash because they feel weak. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, anybody and everybody will eventually crack. You know, uh, now the question is, is it within a week, or is it in six months? Right, and, and that depends on the person and the and you know the extent and all that. Yeah, and again, that's that's not a bad thing, you know. Uh, some guys get through it, balling it all up. Knock yourself out if you can do that. Uh, that's what gets you through. But yeah, some, just well, just like you know, like I said before, everybody's going to get sick, and. Everybody at some point will have a tipping point or a breaking point, and you'll just have just have to get over yourself. That that's just the way it's going to be. Well, you're going to have you know, you know at some point, and we can take the illness away from the whole thing and just say just due to age and wear and tear and you know, especially with guys, things we've done to our bodies, that uh, you're going to have to be humbled at some point. Yeah, you know and. With me, I mean, if I'm spending a lot of time on ladders or something, boy, I'm telling you, the next day I feel it. Yeah. And I can climb a ladder, but if I have to be on one for quite a bit of time, people don't understand, you know, what it takes to balance on a ladder. Oh, I'm just staying on a ladder. I'm fine. Okay. You don't realize that you're balancing the whole time. But, yeah, I guess that, you know, we, at some point everybody becomes humbled, and then when once you're humbled, you actually watch what you're doing. I mean, my doctors told me that, you know, I need to not stress out. So now I don't let stuff stress me out. I just walk away. Calm down, Joe. Yeah, exactly. Calm down. Oh, yeah, that's what she told me. And don't tell me to calm down, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and what, what's funny about it is is it goes back to some of the other things that, that, I, that I've had people say is, can I change it? Yes or no. Does it directly affect my life? You know, like let's say the presidential election. Can I personally change the presidential election? No. Um, does it directly impact my life? Not really. You know, I mean it does a little bit, but nothing I can control. So guess what? I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to vote for who I'm going to vote for, and I'm going to move on. And I'm not going to lose my mind... You know, and, and, you know, get my blood pressure up over that this guy won the election versus that guy. Because, yeah. in regards to which end of the elephant you're looking at, it's still an elephant. Yeah. 
what you're looking at, the, whether you're looking at the head end or the ass end. So, but yeah, I mean, just I've learned, I've had to learn not to let stuff stress me out, and it, and it, it something like that takes a while for somebody, you know, for people to do. It took me almost a year to actually get control over it, and now I get I get called careless and heartless, and I'm like, but that's okay. My blood pressure's not up. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I got I got to do with my priorities. My priorities are my kids and my family, you know, and stuff I've got to do. You know, and if you know you want to sit here and argue, and I walk away, I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt. So. Yeah, there's 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 certain things uh, when you go into something that's completely unexpected, and if it is kind of mortal, you go, oh crap, right? And there's panic, and there's what do I do? What do I do? And you start looking for for ways out and how to fix it, things like that, and then. You know, you go through the whole experience of whatever it is, and like me, and I, I come out the other end. You're not going to be the same person, and uh, you know, like, like I, I'm kind of like you. I don't care. You know, I, I really don't. And and uh, I, I try to be more forward with humor than than anything else. Prior to this, I was I was a funny guy, but I was quite a, quite the bear. You know, I just didn't take a swing and to, to, to continue a discussion about it. And I've just decided that it's not worth it. I'm too old for that crap. I didn't get through cancer uh, just to get shot in Texas or something. So you come out a different person, bottom line. Uh, and it, it rewires you in, in ways you don't understand. There's even It's very funny, actually. I actually have mild claustrophobia, and I have no idea where the hell that came from. Um, you know, I crawled around in, in, uh, in closed spaces and ships and things like that, and, you know, uh, I even find, like, you know, if I stick my head under the tap of the sink just to wet my hair down, I find that a bit kind of enclosure. <laughs> and, and you know what? I've never had that before. I've never had, I mean, everybody's got, you know, the, the, in, the ingrained fear of heights and things like that, right? But claustrophobia, I've never had that before. And, I, and the only thing I can relate it to is that I've been somehow, you know, rewired over the experience. And that's just something that's popped up. Maybe, well, it's, maybe it's a type of, you know, PTSD. I don't know. Well, and to, but, I mean, claustrophobia is really ingrained into me. <coughs> Excuse me. I used to be, when I was in the service, I learned to be claustrophobic because some of the experiences I was put through. And when I got, I, I tended to attack phobias, and I took up scuba diving, and boy, that'll that'll cure you of that. You know, get you down where you can't come up, you can't just run to the surface, you know, it'll kill you. But, uh, and I kind of get past it. Now, the heights thing I'm worse with than I used to be, but, uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, from your, from just my view of what, what I think yours could have been, is being traked. If they're sticking hoses down your throat, that I think would bother me. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're going to have to suck it up and deal with it, but that was that was that was the ongoing joke. Is that uh, I had I had thyroid cancer, and I kept telling people they went in through my rear end to get to it. You know, and and then like you were saying, you know, your friends and your family and joking and humor and all that. You know, I joked with my dad because when my dad, when they were going through all of the just bajillion tests they had to put him through, they had to scope him. So I kind of joked with him, and I'm like, how do you feel? He goes, like, I feel like hell. I'm like, well, I talked to the doctor, and he scoped you from the back before he scoped you from the front. So if you left a bad taste in your mouth, I'm sorry about that. And he, you know, he's laying in he's laying in bed. He's like, okay, that'll be funny tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's always it's always like uh, what was my experience? They said, oh, we're gonna we're gonna give you a full uh, dosage of radiation throughout your whole body. And he says it's quite common. Don't worry about it. But of course, when they come in, the guy that is going to be giving you that radiation treatment is you know in that. Firefighter lead lines, <laughs> and, and they're measuring. They're, I'm not kidding. There's another guy on the other side of the room with a Geiger counter. Yeah, he's he's, he's measuring the rads. Yeah, and he's going, 
Yeah. It's perfectly safe. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. Stop doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I've got got a possibly broken wrist, so why do I need to wear a lead vest for you to x-ray this? Really? Yeah. But, uh... Well, one I think the big thing that I think I'd just like to get across is that it's, it's... You know, we're all used to getting a little sick. You know, what, what's the worst that can happen? Uh, if you break a bone, what's that, about a month that you're in a cast or so? Yeah. Uh, and that, that that's enough to drive anybody insane. Well, just imagine uh, a prolonged illness where, you know, your whole life is changed. You're the way you're able to, to actually live day to day and interact. And I'm not talking about, you know, not being able to scratch under a cast. I'm talking about getting up in the morning without wanting to throw up or... You know, something like that, or being able to get through the whole day without having to go lie down for a couple of hours, or whatever, or coming, or from the opposite end, from the from the partner's end, you know, you just worked the whole, you know, 8, 10, 12 hour day, now you've got to come home to the spouse who is really not doing well, it, it, it's all trying, but I think, you know, we all have ways of dealing with it, uh, it sucks, uh, it's a part of life. It's a part of living, and uh, we're all going to go through it in some way, shape, or form. It just what time, you know, are you going to be like me? Are you gonna, is it going to get you when you're in your 30s, or are you going to be when you're 80? And you just have to be mentally prepared for it. And I, I can't, I don't know, honestly, Joe, I don't know how anybody can be ready for it other than dealing with it in your own way and knowing that, uh, like, it, let's say you, you get cancer. Well, honestly, people have been getting it for a long time, and they've they managed to get through it. You will get through it too. Uh, it's not, you know, a lifetime movie where from start to finish it's two hours long and everybody's you know holding hands in the end. It sucks and it's hard sometimes. Uh, sometimes you 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 wonder is it worth it. Uh, sometimes you wonder if it can get worse, and <laughs> it does, you know. <laughs> and, and and you come back. Are you the same person? No. You're you're you know everything from like you you know your 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 stamina and your and your range of motions is screwed. Oh well, you know. Welcome to 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 getting old and having problems. Right. Um, you know, I run out of gas at about three or four in the afternoon. I can't help it. It's it's the way I'm I'm, I'm done now. But, you know what, I, I wake up breathing, and I get to, you know, play with guns sometimes, and I get to shoot the breeze with you guys, and, you know, I, I, I got to travel and meet my extended family, and, you know, and things like that, and my parents are still up, so, you know, life's still pretty good, even though uh, I had a, a crap time but for about four or five years. And uh, I think that's the thing, is just, you, you have to deal with it, and that's called being, you know, grown up and just understand that if the sickness is going to end in some way or another, uh, whether that's a good or bad outcome, I can't say because everybody's a little bit different. Well, because it's, it's the part of being human. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I feel, uh, you know, even, even though I've been through a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I still feel bad for Bob. Uh, and I feel bad for a lot of people. I mean, there's no, I tell you what. Joe, there's nothing worse. When I was going down to uh, the hospital, and this is before they separated out the, uh, the the portions of the hospital I was going through, uh, I would go in there for you know standardized blood work and, and scans, stuff like that. And even at my worst, you know, I'm six foot whatever, and, you know, still you know come up putting weight back on 230, 240 pounds. I'm you know again, I describe myself as a big hairy ass man. It's it's, it's that type of thing. And I walk in there and I see kids uh, having a real hard time with it. And and that's, to me, that was harder than anything else that, that I went through. And I, I always thought, you know what? If, if those kids and those parents can do it, well, hell, there's no reason I can't get through it. Yeah, to me, that would be, that would be very heart-wrenching because as adults... At least we can rationalize it, and we can understand it, and we've done stuff. 
you know, and some of the stuff we've done has been fun, but some of the stuff we've done is could have caused some of our problems, like, you know, our, our, our body issues, you know, and our injuries. These are kids who haven't done anything, and they're still trying to, and they don't understand it. I mean, you can't tell kids who are, you know, young, you know, it's okay, you know, you're going to be fine, or, you know, just do this, and, you know, and they don't understand all, all, all the stuff that goes with it. You have to be the grown-up. Uh, I remember uh, sitting in a waiting room to get a, uh, a scan, and there was this uh, little girl there. And uh, we started chatting, and I told her that, you know, I'm from Canada. She said, oh, okay. And she was maybe 8, 10 years old. And uh, we had a full conversation as to, you know, uh, where Santa Claus is during the summer. And I said, well, he's vacationing in Canada because it's warmer than the North Pole. Just, you, know, you can't go down to the States because there's too many people in there to get recognized. <laughs> so I said, he, he likes to hang out in northern Canada because that's a whole lot warmer. It's just like, it's just like when somebody from New York goes to Florida for, for the summer. It's well, so much nicer and, and warmer. And not to mention, Canada's got you know their universal health care and it's better than Obamacare. Right, right. So there you have it. So it's, it's again... You know, I, and I remember I was feeling so bad that day. Oh my God! And uh, I just thought, you know, I, I can do this. And uh, if 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 I can do this, then you know anybody else can do it. Fight the good fight, and you will get through it. And just just remember that again. Just it's just like childbirth, Joe. You know, it's. Honestly, you go to the hospital nowadays and it's like they're going to be installing a friggin' nuclear reactor or something. It's childbirth. They've been doing it for thousands of years. There's no reason why you can't, you know, get through it without all the bells and whistles. And it's the same thing with, you know, the, uh, the, the treatments and, and, and the, the, the nasty illnesses. It's been around forever. People have gotten through it with a lot less. Right. You know, not as much fun and probably not as quick, and, but... You know what? It, it's okay, and and it's okay to get bummed out, and it's okay to think, you know, why me? And it's okay to think, wow, this has been going on a long time. When's it going to end? You know, uh, you just I can't I can't stress that you just have to be the adult. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I can't I couldn't imagine you know uh, Bob's situation where you know both both the adults are kind of you know, in, in a situation where one kind of supports the other, but then the other one kind of has to support the other one. Well, the yeah, person. and with Bob, with Bob, Bob and his wife, they, they, they lean on each other, and at the same time, you know, you yeah. know, and so, they anyways, got to be strong for their son, too. Yeah, yeah, so, but again, uh, the advice I would give is, it's going to be okay. Uh, it might not be okay today, in fact, Joe, the, this afternoon, it was not okay for me. Uh, I was feeling particularly horrible this afternoon. Uh, and this is, you know, seven, six, seven years after the fact. And, uh, but, like I said, it will be okay. Uh, it's just time and effort. And fortunately, you know, someone like Bob has had the, the, the foresight and the common sense to kind of sort of be ready for it, as opposed, you imagine if uh, you were some schmuck that was going day by day, paycheck by paycheck, and, uh, you know... And you had, your, cre- you had, and you had bare, your credit cards maxed out? Yeah, and you had bare minimum insurance at best. Imagine what that would be. So, you know, kudos to Bob right off the bat, man. You got, you got your stuff together. You know, as bad as you may think it is, dude... You're, you're light years ahead of a lot of other people. I well, you know, you're like you're like like Bob has mentioned, you know, you got he's got his emergency fund, you know, he's got he's got some food put away. So, I mean, and I've had to live that in the you know when all of a sudden your work got really slow and I got no money coming in. The money that I do have coming in, it's going for things that I have to get. But oh, guess what? I don't have to buy canned goods. Yeah. You know, I don't have to buy this. And I've got that. I've got that in my inventory, and I've had to devil into it. And when I do, you know, it happens, and I don't really worry about it that much. I work with what I got. Yeah, but and, and, and the fact is, Joe, I think I said this in the beginning, you're going to get sick. You're going to, and, and at some point, point in time, you're going to get really freaking sick. 
Yeah. So, uh, while, like I said, it's, it's real cool to be, you know, have your 30 or 40 magazines and be a crack shot at 100 yards and stuff like that, well, the chances of you using that are, are hopefully slim to none. Right. But, but you're going to get sick. Guaranteed. And it is going to suck for so long. Uh, you know, we, we've all had the flu. We know what that feels like. Well, stay sick with the flu for a month and see how you do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the only thing. I, I, I can't stress it any more than what I'm saying here is get ready for it. It's coming, and I don't care how healthy you are, how young you are, or how much of a badass you think you are, it's going to put you down. And, and, you know, and it may not even be sickness. You might be, I don't know, lugging a cinder, you're an idiot, and you're lugging a cinder block wearing sandals, and you drop it on your toes, and you break your toes. Yeah, see, that's that's one of my big issues that I worry about is injury at work. Right. Because I've got I've got quite a bit of commitments and stuff, and to me, I could be 40 foot up in the air and one slip, and I could either be dead or I could be severely injured, and okay, well, my family's pretty screwed. Yeah, and, so, but at least you have that foresight and that forethought of, oh boy, I, I, I better get my ducks in a row here. And it's, you know what, Joe, you know this too. It's just like any sort of, of you know preparatory thing that you do. It takes time. You can't go out, you know, you can't go out and buy the year's worth of freeze dried food and say, "Okay, I'm ready." Yeah. You know, that's the same thing with this. You can't go out and buy, you know, uh, the, the 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 top of the line insurance for the year, the uh, life insurance, and all that stuff, and say, "Okay, I'm ready." It's not how it works because chances are, what you got prepared for is not what's coming to get you. It's just like a flu shot, right? Right. This year, the flu shot's what, only 40% effective? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually went out and got a flu shot this year and thought I was being super-duper smart, and here it is. It's probably not going to do much for me. Yeah. See, well, and on the same note, as we get older, we're more cautious than we were when we were younger. Because it's a totally different type of insurance or preparedness. It's like, when we were younger, we did stupid stuff because we were invincible. And now as we get older, we find out we're not invincible, and now we have more things we have to care for. We have to care for, you know, our family, our kids, our parents, all of this kind of stuff, so we're more cautious. So, you know, so we're having to deal with all this stuff. And I, and I hope we're not sounding uh, too preachy and like a bunch of old farts saying, well, you know what, if you were smart, you'd be like me type thing. No, that that's not my purpose. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that it's it's something you got to be ready for. It's it's one of these things. It's one of the big things. It's it's like there's food, there's water, there's shelter, there's all that stuff, and tucked away in the back there is health. You know, and and when people and it's you know when, when people say health, they think oh trauma kits, first aid, things like that, physical fitness, and, and, well, da, 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 and the know, reason the reason is. The reason is, is like Bob says, it's not tactical. We don't think about it because it's not the cool stuff. Now, when it comes to preparedness, you know, of course, the wives want to do, you know, the canning or the food or the this or the that or diapers, things for the kids, but the guys want to do the guns. Well, nobody's thinking about health and medical. Hey, you know, of course, when you think... No, are you, are you saying you have to use diapers? No, no, not yet. I'm not there yet. Okay. But but I mean the the everybody has their focus, but maybe we just need to stop as as preppers, back up, and look at things with wider eyes, and that there's things that we're not prepared for or not thinking about. I mean we're we're thinking about guns and we're thinking about food and we're thinking about buckets and this and that. I mean, I was talking to uh, Amazon the other day, and she was, you know, she's got a year's supply of, of, of formula for her daughter. You know, that to me I thought was pretty awesome. I don't think about that, but she had to. But as there's more going on than we than we than we as preppers think about, and I think that's what this is taught. That's what we're doing here is we're saying 
You have to expand that there's so many more things to think about, and you'll never get them all done, and you'll never be as far as you want in all of them. Right. We just have to be ticking away on every single thing, and what I have found over the years is that once I feel like I'm okay in this area, I can back off on this area and focus more on that area. And you keep doing that until you are comfortable, which you'll never be comfortable. You'll never be prepared for everything. It's funny. It's funny you should say about comfortable because uh, while I was out of state and away from, for lack of a better description, my stuff, and I was uncomfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, because you weren't buying your stuff. People are like, hey, let's go to Cancun for the weekend. One, I'm not going to Mexico, and two, that's too far for my stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, that, 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 no. Yeah, I think I think that's that's one of the marks of uh, of somebody that's kind of uh, comfortable where they are with what they're doing and how you're progressing. Uh, if you don't feel any twinge of Ooh, I'm away from my stuff, mm-hmm. then I don't think you've got to the point that we are at. <laughs> <laughs> so, but okay, yeah, uh, Joe. Uh, we're, I think we're running up on about 45 minutes or so here. I just uh, probably, there's nothing really left for me to say other than, uh, hell, good luck to us all is all i got to say. Yeah, we all came in the same way. We're all going out the same way. So uh, I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, this this to me, I, it, again, and like you had said, we didn't want it to be preachy. We didn't want it to be depressing. But we wanted it to kind of open everybody's eyes to what you're, you know, what's going on, how things run, and just, there's a lot more to think about than, than is on the surface that we see. Yeah, and, and when people, let's face it, when people get sick, they have to deal with their, their, their partner, their spouse, whatever, and the doctor. Right. That's it. And, uh, I was kind of hoping just to, to give a little bit of insight. Bob, Bob has, has decent insight into this as well. Uh, or he's getting it, unfortunately. Right. And uh, it's it, it, it's okay to be overwhelmed. It's just it's honestly, Joe. It's just like any sort of prepping. When you suddenly realize, oh crap, I need to get some water. I need to get some food. I need to I need to learn how to shoot. It's just overwhelming. Well, relax. Just start. Just little drops, and just keep it in keep it in in, in the back of your mind that. You know, again, this is coming for you. Get ready. Well, it's like Dave says, you know, you can't finish if you don't start. Right. So, but uh, hopefully uh, my, my my two cents worth here is, is going to be useful to someone somewhere somehow. Yeah, and I'm sure it was. That's, what I, that's all I actually ever hope for on any of the podcasts that Bob does. I mean, I know they help me. Um, I know like on some of mine, um, it's more gardening or this or that, and some people need that and some people don't. It's like going to church. Every message isn't for you. It could be for somebody else. So yeah, we just, we just hope that a lot of this goes out to a bunch of people. Um, well, we appreciate you coming on, uh, Mark and helping us out with this, uh, and helping us support Bob. Um, for everybody listening, you know, we want everybody to continue to go to, uh, to, uh, Bob's website. The Facebook site, um, get you know, hit us up on the forum and ask us questions um, there. Um, again, the way that most of us help Bob out is uh, we all use Amazon and we order things for our preparedness, for our kids, just gifts, whatever. Um, I always go the long way. I don't just go to my little tab that says Amazon and go there. I always kind of go in through Bob's website so that Bob gets his little commission out of it. Any little thing that we can do to help Bob, um, you know, Bob's got a bunch of premium podcasts. We want everybody to go there, you know, get his premium podcast. Uh, some of the Glenn Tate stuff that he's done are there. Um, go over to Handgun World. Uh, Bob's gun uh, podcast, go there. Um, get his get his uh, his premium podcast there. They're all worth it. There's a bunch of stuff that I think a lot of people don't understand. A lot of interviews and conversations go on behind the scenes that a lot of the people who listen to the podcast don't hear. And you know, we want everybody to go there, and it, it, it's a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there. If you use Amazon, it doesn't cost you anything else. 
and Bob gets a commission off it. And we just we would appreciate if everybody would go there and you know like like you, Mark. You know, you've come out here tonight and helped us out with this podcast and kind of giving us some insight and some some stuff for people to work with. Um, if people want to you know help out with podcasts. You know, they can get with me or, or some of the other people, or they can record their own, send them to Bob. Bob will put up whatever he can. Um, but we're all just trying to support Bob and everything Bob's done for all of us throughout all of this. I mean, we've been with Bob, I've been with Bob for a couple of years now, and so. Yeah, it's 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 really from from my perspective. I only listen to what I call two sane uh, preparatory podcasts, and Bob is one of them. Uh, just, you know, it's, it's, it's just straightforward stuff. And you can take it, you know, take, take, take the best, leave the rest is what he says, and, that, and that's fine. But, yeah. uh, some of it, uh, sometimes you go out there and you listen to things, and they're, they're a little bit over the top, a little bit excessive, uh, and extremely preachy and things. Uh, Bob's do not go in that direction. Right. So, if you're kind of on the fence, is it worth the effort to go back and listen to the previous podcasts? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I've done that. I've gone all the way back. Once I, I once I started listening, I just kind of, kind of went from there, and I listened to everything. And at that point, we were listening to podcast a week, and and I was doing it for days. And then once I got to the end, and I was waiting for the next podcast, I went all the way back to the beginning, yeah, and started over. You know, and like most people who start podcasts out, they they started out in their tack era, you know, and they're they're just they're just recording it on the road because that's what we all do. And so, yeah, so, well, I appreciate it, Mark, and, you know, thank you for coming out tonight, and uh, we're going to send this over to Bob and, and see, see you know, how quick he can get it up, and um, I know we've got another podcast already that we're working on, we're working on a couple of different interviews, and it's going to be on New Year's, that we're gonna, I think we're going to record it on New Year's, and it's going to be pretty much what have we gotten accomplished in the last year versus what do we want to accomplish in the next year. Yeah. So, for those who listen to that, uh, uh, we hope you listen to that. Well, we appreciate it, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, and we will talk to everybody again. All right, many thanks to those guys. Remember, when people do interviews and they do guest podcasts on this, they donate their time. So show them some love. By the way, if you're not a member of our forum, these two guys are a member of our forum. You can converse directly with these guys and many other listeners to today's survival show. Let me invite you to join our forum. Just do me one favor. I like to keep our forum small and full of good listeners, and I like to keep a lot of the riffraff out. So the way I do that is I ask you to sign up, register for the forum. After you do that, send me an email, bob at todayssurvival.com. There's two S's in that address, bob at todayssurvival.com. Send me an email, remind me of your username and that you signed up for the forum, and I'll approve your account in less than 24 hours probably in about 12 hours or less, and then you can start posting, okay? But join the forum. A lot of good listeners on there talking about some really good subjects. I had one guy say to me it was like drinking from a fire hose, and it is. A lot of good stuff on there. So, Also, as was pointed out, don't forget about my Amazon store. If you want to purchase anything on Amazon, it's one way you can support this show. Notice I don't fill my podcast with a lot of needless commercials on sponsors and stuff you might not care about anyway. So the only way this show gets supported is by generous listeners like you. And yes, I have an emergency fund. However, I like to keep everything paid for this podcast and up to date in other ways. And so this podcast supports itself. So make your purchases, your Amazon purchases, through my store. Just go to my website, todayssurvival.com, and click the Amazon store, and then make your purchases that way. As soon as you click that link, Uh, Anything you buy during that session, I will get a little commission on. All right, folks, thanks again for listening to yet another episode of today's survival show. I'm Bob Main. My goal is to help you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. Talk to you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.